Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We're going to talk today about California's Healthy Workplaces, Healthy Families Act sick leave. Now, some of you may be eye-rolling, thinking, but Jen, the law passed in 2014. It is 2023. Why are we talking about California's sick leave? Because we have had a slew of clients recently who've gotten in trouble over California's mandatory sick leave. And there are a couple reasons for that. The first thing I want you to understand is that there is a pending bill that would actually make California's mandatory sick leave worse. So we're hoping it doesn't pass. I'm not going to bore you with the details right now. But if it does pass, we'll certainly talk about it at our legal update at the end of the year. The bottom line is, in 2014, the California legislature decided that every California employer should provide sick leave even if they already did provide sick leave. So one of the confusions for a lot of employers has been, listen, I already have, for example, a PTO policy. Can I just say that my California sick leave is part of the PTO policy? Yes, you can. Um, The Division of Labor Standards Enforcement calls that grandfathering. But what's the problem? There are some very specific rules about the Healthy Workplace, Healthy Families Act sick leave that if you're going to use your PTO or your paid time off or your personal time off bank for that, all of the rules applicable to California sick leave are going to apply to the entire PTO bank or personal time off bank, meaning under Healthy Workplaces, Healthy Family Act sick, you cannot require them to use time. If somebody says they don't want to use time and they're a non-exempt employee, they could just get time off for free, right? They're just not paid for that time. But what do you do with an exempt employee who doesn't want to use Healthy Workplace, Healthy Families Act sick leave? You can't dock their pay. You can't make them use vacation unless you give them 90 days notice. So you're stuck. You're basically giving the exempt employee paid time off without having to use any accrued time. Also, Healthy Workplace, Healthy Families Act does not allow you to uh, tell employees that they need to give you a certain amount of notice or that they have to find their own replacement for their shift. So that means if you use your your bank, whatever you're going to call it, PTO, personal time, to meet your Healthy Workplaces, Healthy Families Act obligation, that entire bank that you're using is going to be subject to all of the Healthy Workplace, Healthy Families Act rules. All right. Now, here's one bit of good news. If you're doing that, remember, there are a number of different ways that you pay California paid sick leave. And when you look at the labor code provision, it talks about all the different ways you can calculate how much you pay for uh, Healthy Workplaces, Healthy Families Act sick leave. And what by how much, what I mean by that is the rate, the rate that you're paying it. You don't have to pay the PTO rate, okay, at the same rate as the Healthy Workplace, Healthy Families Act, all right? So if you have decided that somebody's rate for um, Healthy Workplaces, I'm just going to call it Healthy Workplaces Sick, is $30 an hour, but their vacation or their PTO rate would only be $21 an hour. 
you don't have to pay the $30 an hour. That is the one situation in which you can carve out a specific rule from the healthy workplaces sick leave. Otherwise, you can't do that. Now, the other thing that, of course, the law requires is you have to show the balance of the available sick leave, what they have available on the pay stub. Now, this got very confusing during COVID when we had um, supplemental COVID sick leave, right, where we had reporting obligations for that type of leave as well. Good news is the law doesn't require COVID-19 supplemental sick leave anymore. But what's happened is many employers, when they took that off of their pay stub, they also took off the Healthy Workplace, Healthy Families Act time, which you cannot do. You've got to have that. The other thing that comes up with this California mandatory sick leave is you either front load, you give them the employees a lump sum at an initial point of time, and then you do that every year annually, or they can accrue it. If they accrue it, there's a cap. There's a maximum that you can cap it at. If you front load it, they're going to use it and then they have 12 months to use it, and then you'll front load more. So they don't continue accruing it. It's much easier to do the front load. The downside is if you have a part-time employee who works very infrequently, you're not going to want to give them three days of leave right up front. And remember, that's three days as determined by the employee's regular workday. So if they work eight hours a day, it's 24 hours. If they work 12 hours a day, it's 36 hours. All right? But it can't be fewer than 24 hours. So if they work five hours a day, is it 15 hours? No, it's 24 right? If they work fewer than eight hours a day, they're still going to get their 24 hours. So for many employers, they don't want to front load, understandably, they don't want to front load that sick leave for a a part-time employee who doesn't work very frequently. So that's something to think about when you're talking about the sick leave as well. Now, one of the things we always tell you on this podcast is you've got to have a handbook and the handbook has to be accurate. I get a question frequently from folks who listen to us or clients. Well, Jen, how often do I have to update my employee handbook? The best practice is to do it every single year. Because in California, there will always be at least one law that will change with the laws that come out in October that will require you to tweak your policy a little bit. All right. And there usually are far more than one change. So I would like you to do it on an annual basis. Now, you can do it yourself. You can download it from something on the Internet. Your lawyer can do it. We do them so frequently that we actually can do them really quickly. And that's what we do for most of our clients. They just tell us they want an annual update. And then every year we send them a new version of their handbook. What we cannot change and what the client has to make sure they're paying attention to is whether their actual practices are following their policy. That is how many of our clients have faced liability recently for California Healthy Workplaces, Healthy Families Act sick leave because their practices were not what the policy said they were. And when we got before the labor commissioner and that became obvious, then the penalties started flowing. And the liability was pretty clear. 
So I want to be sure that you understand there are always two parts to complying with a rule, right? The first one is knowing what the rule is and putting it in a policy, right? And then the second one is following your policy. So when you're doing your handbook review, ask yourself, are we doing everything we say we're doing in this handbook? Is there anything outdated? Is there anything that's inaccurate? That's why I love the idea of just getting it on your radar every November once the new laws are out, all the new laws come out in California and most other states, either July or October. For us in California, it's October. You update it, you review it, you make sure all the powers that be get to look at it, and then you, you issue it January 1. That is a great habit to get into, and it's a best practice, certainly, for human resources. So going back to sick leave for a minute, it's very important also that you are calculating the sick leave rate correctly. So when you have an exempt employee, you're going to calculate it the way you would calculate any other leave, their vacation time, their PTO. If you have a non-exempt employee, there are various ways for you to calculate it, but most of the employers we work with use the option of the regular rate of pay. They basically figure out the overtime rate, and that is what the sick leave is paid at. So you have to be very careful that you're calculating this time correctly. What they're basically telling you to do is take all of their compensation and divide it by the hours worked. That's the regular rate of pay. There's something different if you're paying commissions, but you've got to get the pay rate correct. No doubt that that is a problem that we see for a lot of our employers. Now, in terms of resources, remember that the California Labor Commissioner, the DLSE, the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, they actually have a whole, a whole webpage that's dedicated to healthy workplaces, healthy families, act sick leave. They have FAQs. They have all sorts of information for you that you should be following. Now, don't forget, a court could always say that the labor commissioner didn't get it right because the labor commissioner is interpreting what is often very vague law that the legislature delivers to the governor and the governor signs. So this interpretation function that the DLSE has, it's very important, but it can result in an interpretation that courts later disagree with. So just know that the information on the DLSE's website about this mandatory sick leave, that is their interpretation. And certainly if you were before the labor commissioner on a claim, Related to a healthy workplaces, healthy families, act sick leave, you're going to want to look at all of those authorities. But there have been a couple of cases that have come down in this area. And the bottom line is, it's just like any other wage hour issue. Because there is a payment provision, right? There's a rate of pay issue. This is baking and not cooking. And if you listen to the podcast, you know I've talked about this before cooking, you open the fridge, you get everything out, you make dinner. You just kind of whip it up, right? Baking, you got to measure how much baking soda, how much flour. It's not a little of this and a little of that. Anytime we're dealing with a wage rate or a pay stub requirement, something where you have to interact with your payroll system, you got to have it right. So, you need to be sure that there's somebody in your workplace 
who knows the law, who can interpret the law, who knows where the resources are and make sure that you're doing this stuff correctly. Because it is a very pricey violation when you don't get this correct, particularly because if your wage statement isn't correct, which remember, it won't be if the rate of pay is wrong or if you didn't put the amount of time available, then it can't possibly be correct. You're looking at up to $4,000 per employee as a penalty, just as one of the penalties. And all sorts of other penalties flow from that wage statement. They're called derivative penalties. So you have to be very careful that you understand how they come into play. You want to make sure you have counsel who is very familiar with these issues because when somebody makes a complaint with the labor commissioner or you get a demand letter for something related to the workplace, you're often going to get a Healthy Workplaces, Healthy Families Act claim. That's what we're seeing more frequently now, that it's become one of those sort of garden variety, kitchen sink items that plaintiff's counsel will throw into the complaint. So make sure you're ready for that. So again, you got to have a policy. Check out your resources at the DLSC's website, which is, of course, www.dir.ca.gov backslash DLSC. And that's the Department of Industrial Relations. And you can actually just put that the DLSC in Google, and it'll come up. That's where you're going to find the FAQs. There are some opinion letters on sick leave, the mandated sick leave. Also remember, some employers choose to provide more sick leave than is required by law, but they don't want to be subject to all of the California Healthy Workplace, Healthy Families Act rules, so they have a separate leave bank for that. Once you do that, it gets confusing. You've got to make sure that you're tracking appropriately. Then, of course, you've got to have your policy and you've got to follow your policy. The bottom line is there is substantial potential liability for failing to comply with these mandatory sick leave rules. So make sure you know the law and you follow it. Everyone, thanks so much for joining me here today. Go out and have a great day. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 